At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. It's a numbers game with your host, Gil Alexander. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. Good morning to you. Good Tuesday morning to you. It is a numbers game right here at Visa and the Sports Betting Network. Visa.com, the Visa app, Fubo Sling, and Game Plus live from the South Point Radio, from the South Point Hotel Casino. Oh, and iHeartRadio, Jason is uh, just making the signals to me. Yes, of course, iHeartRadio, Jason. Of course, I knew to say that. How you doing, Jason? You good? Yeah, Gil. Good morning. Good morning to you. Uh, we have a good show today. Drew Dinsick will be here from NBC Sports Bet, the uh, Bet the Edge pod, the Deep Dive podcast, uh, to talk NBA with us. Playing fever, everybody. You got playing fever? Uh, and some NFL thoughts. He has some NFL conspiracies, angles. I'm not sure what he's up to. He said he's got something to say. So uh, NBA and NFL with Drew. Maybe I'll coax some tennis out of him. I don't know. Preston Johnson will join us. How about Preston? Sports Cheetah. From the Yahoo Sportsbook to give all his thoughts on the play-in games and the series that have already been determined at both the Eastern and Western Conference. Talking about the four fives and the three sixes, what he's betting there as well. Uh, And Mark Borchard will join us uh, momentarily for not only baseball picks, but Mark and I have done the Beating the Book podcast for many years when it comes to the quarter marks of the season. So Q1, Q2, Q3. We've always updated the baseball season for those of you who have listened to the podcast for years. And not only do we give the stuff that's widely available, which is the, uh, you know, pitching stats, the, the starter money, who's, who's been the best starter, who's been the worst starter in terms of money uh, bet, but also uh, teams and first fives. We also have proprietary first inning stats to go over. And we'll get his historical umpire stats, see if anything uh, is following suit 
with these umpires as to how they've always performed over under how it's been going the first quarter of the season. So we'll get into that momentarily. First, though, yesterday uh, we had a bang up show in terms of our picks. My goodness. I hope you bet everything on the show yesterday because you'd be up large. First of all, the tennis plays yesterday. Christian Garin withdrew from the tournament in Geneva, so we ended up with four tennis picks. Only one of them lost. The dog at the bottom, Bernarda Pera, lost to Sarah Cerebus Tormo. Uh, but we hit everything else, including Anna Conja moments before this show uh, started today. But the big one, uh, Christina Busca at the top. It's actually Buxa. I'm sorry. I reversed the S and the C there. I'll take... Uh, I'll take the blame for that. But she beat Danka Kovinic as a plus 249 dog. Everybody very pumped about that on Twitter yesterday. So three and one on the tennis plays um, for, what does that end up being? Three and a half units total in your pocket. Then Jason Weingarten came on here, and he had two dogs in baseball. He had the Giants, and he had the Rangers. That was three and a half units, basically, when you put those two together, if not more because the Giants were about plus 120, the Rangers were about plus 250 against the Yankees, and then Andy McNeil hit both of his hockey plays. He was on the Canes, and he was on the Bruins, and both of those ended up winning. The Bruins doing it in overtime. So, man, hope that worked out for you. Hope you hope everybody jumped on everything. Now, can we uh, reproduce that on a daily basis? No, we cannot. Just here to tell you, it's not going to happen like that every day. But if you want tennis picks, I got more. Sure. Here's some more tennis picks. These haven't started yet, and this is what I'm on. Uh, there's four actual picks. The fifth one at the bottom is just, hey, if you want to boost something with a uh, parlay leg, um, Paula Badosa Giber, Noel there in the middle, guys, uh, minus 900 over Mihaela, Mihaela, that's how you pronounce it, Buzarnescu. Uh, Badosa Giber is from Spain, but that's just a parlay leg part. So really the four picks are up top. Again, it features one favorite and three dogs. Uh, the favorite is Nadia Podoroska from Argentina. She's minus 360 over Ocean Dodan. Again, that's a pretty prohibitive favorite uh, in that case. But the dogs are Reka Lukajani, plus 225. She's Hungarian. Taking a flyer on her over Teresa Martinkova. Reka Lukajani, good clay court player, worth the play at plus 225. The other two dogs, Julia. Gato Monticone at plus 302 over Luidmila Samsonova. Jason will put these in the newsletter in case you missed them, but you might get the newsletter too late by the time these start. And then the final one is Arthur Rinderknech, uh, big server, very small dog, plus 102 over Mikhail Weimar. Uh, Rinderknech is a French player. So three dogs and a favorite, and then a parlay leg at the bottom. Again, the... Uh, the plays are Podoroska at minus 360, and then the dogs, uh, Johnny at plus 225, that's J-A-N-I, Gato Monticone at plus 302, and Rinderknech at plus 102. And I've had people all day uh, yesterday saying, man, the hardest part is getting the names, and then it's cha-ching. I hope it works out that way again today. And again, Hebear at the bottom is just a uh, parlay leg. We'll track it again yesterday, 3-1, and one, including a big plus 240 dogish, 249, whatever it was. And that's the story. It's Gil Alexander. It's a numbers game at VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network, VEASAN.com, the VEASAN app, Fubo, Sling, and Game Plus, and, of course, iHeartRadio. Let's talk a little baseball to start things off as we crescendo towards the NBA and NFL. Let's bring him in from an undisclosed location somewhere in the desert. Ladies and gentlemen, it's base winner, Mark Borchard. How you doing, Mark? Gil, I'm doing good. It's just uh, baseball every day. It's cool, man. I'm really happy with, with what's going on. Uh, 
you know, the, look, give it up to the Padres for, for getting COVID and, and sweeping the Cardinals. I thought that was really cool. Yes. Not the, not the just the getting the COVID, but getting it and sweeping is what you mean. Yeah, no, no, no. no don't give it up <laughs> yeah. for him for, get, for getting yes. the COVID. Uh, but, no, uh, I'm glad you finished he, the sentence is all I'm saying. Exactly. Yeah, that was funny. All right, so I said you and I have done this on the podcast for years, and we, we've done it on a numbers game, too, where at the quarter marks of the baseball season, because obviously 162 games is a marathon, but at uh, roughly 40, 80, and 120, we sort of update things from a monetary standpoint. Some of this is widely available. And some of it is proprietary. Let's go to the widely available first, and we'll hear any comments from you on this. Uh, Most profitable betting teams in baseball this year thus far. Probably no surprise to anybody. It's the Giants. If you did this bizarro exercise where you bet the Giants as a favorite or a dog every single game this year, you'd be up eight units plus on the Giants. Toronto is next at 7.2 units to the positive. All this courtesy of Covers.com. That's where you can find this. Uh, Seattle close to seven units, and Boston close to seven units. Up, By the way, throw Oakland in there in the top five. Those are the most profitable teams in baseball thus far. The least profitable, the Minnesota Twins by a mile. Uh, Because they have been a favorite in so many of their games and continue to be priced uh, by their preseason projections more than what we've seen with our eyes thus far, Minnesota, if you had bet them every game this year, and I would suggest to you if you've done that, something's wrong, you'd be down 16.67 units already. Uh, Colorado would be next, almost half that. Uh, you'd be down almost nine units. The Dodgers, because they're favored so often and have not uh, knocked it out of the park yet, you'd be down six units with them. Atlanta and Washington will close out the top five there. But the, the Twins, let me just ask you about that, because I don't think there's anything particularly surprising about any of that from what we've seen the first 40 games. Certainly some surprises from what your preseason projections might have been. But let's take the case of the Twins. Do you see this turning around? This is a real surprise to me. I thought they'd be good this year. Yeah, I think it, I think it will. If you look at just kind of their raw stats, you know, coming into today's game, their weighted runs created plus is 105 as a team, so a little bit lower than their expectations, but not awful. Uh, their xFIP minus as a team is 106, so so that's not great. That that should get better, but if it's kind of a wash. So you know, 105 and 106, and then the defensive run saved is three, uh, 97, so it's better than average. Now this team should just be based on those stats. They should be better than average at this point, 20.4 and 18.6. And then if you look at uh, you know by the individual. Uh, Josh Donaldson, who missed probably like 10 games, he's he's weighted runs creating plusing at 144. You know, nothing wrong with Nelson Cruz, 132. They have three other guys that are above 100. Uh, I think what's concerning, Gil, and, and, and there's differences of opinion on, on, on Kenta Maeda, is is his lack of production thus far. So is he going to be this bad? Probably not. I don't think he's going to be as good as the last two years. Uh, but and I think that bullpen, uh, you know, kind of to, to round out the team, I, I think that bullpen uh, probably will get better than they are. You know, in the three metric bullpen chart, I have them at 17th. I, I, I think that they're a little bit better, uh, you know, long-term projections. I know the long-term projections are better. So, yes, I think this team will get better, Gil. Yeah, and I think, again, with all of this, when we do the Q2, Q3, or excuse me, Q1, Q2, and Q3, Q3 on baseball, you and I, what we always say is, what part of this is narrative and what part of this is predictive? That's the thing you always have to keep in mind with this because we'll just tell you what the numbers are. Not all of it's predictive. In fact, much of it will be narrative. We'll try to discern what is predictive. By the way, when you go to the run line, 
numbers in terms of uh, money made or lost. And this, again, a bizarro exercise if you bet this particular team on the run line every single game this year, whether they were a a one-and-a-half run favorite or a a one-and-a-half-point dog. It's also the Twins that have hemorrhaged the most money, 18.25 units to the negative. Uh, By the way, two and three in terms of the worst, the Atlanta Braves on the run line become the worst team, uh, 11.43, second worst, that is, behind the Twins, 11.43 units to the negative. And the Cincinnati Reds, 10.5 units to the negative on the run line. That, to me, is uh, the run line more of a de facto power ranking than anything. The Giants are by far, not by far, the White Sox are second. They're close. The Giants are the most profitable team, not only on the money line, but also on the run line in this bizarro exercise. You'd have won over 10 units with them on the run line. The White Sox, 9.4 units to the positive. Nothing surprising there either, I would imagine. What do you make of the Giants, though, after you know roughly a quarter of the year? It's exactly you know just over the quarter mark for them. Uh, being the single biggest profitable team, both on money line and run line, in Major League Baseball. I told you, you didn't factor enough Giants magic into your model, Mark. Well, it's crazy, and it's you're kind of getting to the point at in the season where it's going to be like well if they're going to regress they better regress soon because we're right we're up at, we're up at 40 games right now and if you look kind of at their their should have uh wins you know they're right up there with their regular wins their their regular wins 25 and 16 there should have wins based on uh, those underlying metrics 24 and 17 so so far this team has really outperformed my projections i had them like probably where where everybody else did right about you know high 70s wins uh, but if you look at their their pitching it's 6% better than average from xfip uh, weight of runs created plus is is right at right at league average and their fielding's been really good so yeah i mean it gets to a point where you're like okay well i, I expect this team to regress but but certainly they have not yet and it's been i think we we started talking about this regression when tony did Disco took the mound probably three weeks ago, Gil. What what is the? That's a great point you make. You know, because we're, we're roughly forty games in. What's the point in the season where we stop saying, "Well, it's a small sample size," but? Well, I think it's getting to the point where, at least for me, like I make some pretty hard updates at about fifty games, and so what you're going to get is you're going to actually have some of these stats are going to be, you know, predictive. I mean, if your plate discipline's good for fifty games, that needs to be accounted for. So you know, you have you have more current stats, you know, being injected into the model. So I would say right about now, right about fifty games is is where I make some significant offensive uh, update skill. Okay, these are still widely available. Just again, a quarter review. Uh, these are the most profitable pitchers. Again, bizarro exercise. If you had bet these pitchers, if you had bet the team that these pitchers were on the hill for every single game that they started, uh, who would be the most profitable pitchers thus far this year? Who would be the least profitable? Jordan Lyles, after that Rangers win over the Yankees, catapults into first place. Uh, despite being five and four, despite the Rangers being five and four in his starts, you'd be up 8.6 units after that big win yesterday. Uh, Casey Mize of the Tigers. Uh, 8.13 units to the positive if you, if you back the Tigers every game that he started this year thus far. Chris Flexen, who was number one, now with the Mariners, is number three. Again, over eight units, though, if you had backed all Flexen starts with the Mariners. Nick Pavetta and Jack Flaherty round out the top five. Is any of those sustainable to you except for, the, uh, let's throw Flaherty out, right? Flaherty, the Cardinals are 8-0 in his starts. He's up over seven units. But Lyles, Mize, Flexen, Pavetta, is there any there there? Not really. I mean, I'm, I'm, I bet against Pavetta the last time he went out. He had a really good start, but uh, I, I don't see him being able to, to sustain that. And Flexen, 
I mean, maybe he's flexed his muscles on the money line, Gil. But, <laughs> but I don't. I, I, I knew you knew I was going to say that. I did. But I, I don't see it. He, he doesn't really have anything that, uh, you know, you, you got to look at, like, for me, I look at the uh, the, the ERA calculated by, by walk percentage and strike percentage. And, and and none of these guys really really too impressive. And, and that really includes Flaherty because, I mean, I have him right about league average. We talked about him on uh, on Friday. Okay. Uh, now let's go to, cause I'm uh, missing the point here where it goes into negative. I don't think they list that at covers anymore. Maybe I'm missing that. Let's go again. These are widely available, but what is not widely available here is Mark's, uh, historical umpire numbers, which you have a database of through all the years you've been handicapping baseball. And so the question here becomes, do any of these umpires who have shown a, uh, proclivity or a propensity here to, to go over or under early in the season. Is that consistent with their historical form? And when we look up umps, say at a site like a stat Fox where the umps are listed before the game, can we glean any handicapping uh, edge from it? So here are the, the most reliable over umps thus far this year. And again, Q1 is not going to be as uh, robust as Q2 or Q3, obviously, but Greg Gibson, uh, 3-0 and on overs this year. Jeremy Rehack, 4-0. and uh, You got guys like Scott Berry and Martin. Well, let's go, to the, let's go to a minimum sample of three. How about that? Marty Foster, 3-0 and to the over this year. Jerry Meals, 3-0 and to the over. Uh, Count made it 4-0 and perhaps to the over, I'm saying here. Lance Barrett, 3-0 and to the over. Carlos Torres, 4-0 and to the over. Shane Livensparger, 3-0 and to the over. And Corey Blazer and Dan Merzel rounding it out. All three and zero to the over. Oh, well, there's more. Edwin Moscoso three and zero to the over. Then you have Eric Backus, who's six and one. Sean Barber and Mike Esterbrook. Oh, there's a name I remember. Five, five and one to the over. And then a, a few guys that are four and one to the over. Fletcher Barksdale and Iasonia. Anything consistent historically with those guys? Well, there's no. There's actually one that's. Uh, I think you said Jeremy Rehack and Mike Asterberg are on the over list, and I have them historically. Jeremy Rehack's my my number one under umpire. Oh. He's got a one. Yeah, he's got a 106.7 K percentage, 87.5 uh, walk percentage. So I, I actually uh, calculate an ERA, which is nine percent lower than than the average umpire, and Asterberg is like 94.1, six percent lower than the average umpire. So those two guys. Uh, should you know based on their historical walk strikeout uh, ERA, uh, they should be lower, Gil. So that's why we go through this exercise because when you look at stuff like this, sometimes you know people say, "Oh, look, there's this guy. You know, he's he started the season this way." Yeah, it's just an aberration because usually what he is throughout his career is is the exact opposite. Let's go to the unders. Let's ask ask the same question of you, comparing it to your historical umpire database. Trip Gibson. Is this right already? Seven games all to the under thus far this year? Good Lord. Um, and again, we don't know. We didn't parse this out by what the totals were, what ballparks these are in. So these are just, you know, one big sort of umbrella stat. Nick Marley, four games all under. Sam Holbrook, four games all under thus far this year. Pat Hoberg behind home plate calling balls and strikes. Uh, 0-4, all four to the under. Tom Hallian, 0-4, all four to the under. Barksdale, all four to the under. That's your list of unders. Yeah, the the guy who is uh, closest to the to the most umpire uh, under umpire is Trip Gibson. He's he's ranked ninth in in and and good in going to the under. And then Nick Marley is 18th. And I have you know the umpires are 79 guys that are full time in this chart. So if you're ninth in the under, you're pretty much an under umpire, Gil. So so that's interesting. So Trip Gibson and Nick Marley 
Owen seven and Owen four. When I say that, oh, the O is the is the over. So basically, all seven for Gibson to the under this year. Marley, all four to the under this year. You're saying that is exactly in line with their historical performance. They are under umps. So keep that in mind if you're handicapping baseball with those two guys when they are behind home plate. That tends to be how those games go. So in other words, their uh, their strike zone perhaps is wider. Than others, we're not sure, but something perhaps is afoot there with those two guys. That's why we go through this exercise. I knew we could uh, find something there. Uh, these are first five records, and this we give a nod to Joe Osborne over there at Odd Sharks, who compiles these and keeps these um, keeps these records. I'll update them through yesterday because the uh, the rich got richer and the poor got poorer when it came to first fives. The White Sox again with a first five victory yesterday. Uh, they are by far the most profitable first five team in all of baseball this year. They're 27, six and seven in first fives. They would have netted you over 13 and a half units already this year. If you had blindly bet the White Sox first five, the Giants also another first five winner yesterday. They're in second place, even more so now after yesterday. They are 23-11-7 in first fives. They would have netted you over 10 units. Again, bizarro exercise if you had bet these teams every single game on first fives, whether, um, you know, favorites or dogs. And then the worst four, the Cleveland Indians, uh, they're down 9.3 units. Again, blindly, if you had bet them on the first five this year, you would be hemorrhaging cash on them. But the Reds lost the first five yesterday, so they're second uh, down over eight and a half units. The Nationals lost another first five. They're third. They're down over eight to eight point two units on first fives. And the Yankees with that first five loss yesterday to the Rangers, also a full game, but they lost first five. They're the fourth worst team on first fives, which is the most surprising either to the good or bad. White Sox, Giants at top, Tribe, Reds, Nationals, or Yankees at the bottom. I think the White Sox with just how good this team's been. I mean, it's it's pretty amazing. In fact, I had them under their 91.5 season win total. And that's, that's looking pretty crappy. That one's looking like it's in the toilet right now, Gil, but I mean, you got to hand it to this team. They've done really, really good. Weighted runs created plus 119 XFIP minus 91. Great defense, 94. Their expected wins is actually greater than their wins losses, 28 and 12. And I think what's, what's interesting, the most interesting to me, thing to me about this White Sox team is the resurgence of this Carlos Rodon. If you look at his expected ERA, it's 3.22. And yeah, there is a disparity. His ERA is 1.47. But he's had six starts and three of them have been in the 90th percentile by that three metric charts, something that would classify as an elite start. And uh, I I just wasn't thinking Rodone was going to have that kind of success. And it looks like, you know, he's gotten two miles an hour more on his his fastball. So that's helping him out. I saw him pitch the other day. He looked really good. Hopefully it regresses for my season win total bets. But, you know, I'm not seeing it. One of the other things, too, is, is, you know, if you would have said Lucas Giolito has a 4.97 ERA, uh, I wouldn't say this White Sox team would would be as successful <laughs> as they are. It's amazing. Of course, Rodon, the author of uh, one of the no-hitters, one of the four nine-inning no-hitters this year in baseball as well. Giants almost pulled off the trifecta, almost had the full game money line and run line and the uh, first five. They finished second, almost had the trifecta in terms of the Q1 numbers. Uh, we'll come back. Uh, Mark, hang out with us. Proprietary first-inning stats you won't hear anywhere else. And Mark's Picks of the Day in Baseball. It's next on a numbers game at VEASAN, the sports betting network. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think you could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. I'm not guarding like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to A Numbers Game with Gil Alexander. With basketball, hockey, and baseball games every week, it's time to get into BetMGM Sports Nevada, the premier sports betting app. BetMGM has all your favorite wagering options along with in-game betting, boosted odds, specials, and much more. Just download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Possibly gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. It's Gil Alexander, Mark Borchard, at Base Winner. It's where you can find him from an undisclosed location in the desert. And the Base Winner podcast, wherever podcasts are distributed. By the way, real quick on the uh, the bottom teams on that uh, first five performance. Again, Mark and I only do this every quarter because it's not worth doing that much this early in the season. right? We're still trying to get enough sample size for this to you know, become more predictive than it is narrative in most cases. But we try to isolate, especially with those umpires, with those two under umpires, 
what could be predictive and what is uh, more narrative. Um, but the tribe at the bottom there, uh, Mark, in terms of the worst first five, the tribe, the Reds, the Nationals, and the Yankees, what's the most surprising there? Cleveland being, being down there. That's because, you know, they've done pretty good uh, on the season. Uh, if you if you look at their their actual record, it's 21 and 18. So, uh, I you know, I, I guess it's surprising, but if you think about it logically, their bullpen is an elite-level bullpen, so they're stealing games late is what that's telling me. But that is a little bit surprising. I, I wouldn't think that they, were, they would be uh, in the bottom three there, Gil. All right, and here's proprietary first-inning stats, everybody. Again, Q1 here, Mark Borchard and I, uh, what we've done on the Beating the Book podcast for so many years. The We'll do it on opponents on base average. Based on opponents on base average in the first innings this year, minimum 30 plate appearances against. The worst pitchers in baseball in the first innings this year. Uh, starters, that is, obviously. Brad Keller has given up a 477 on base percentage. Kyle Hendricks in the first inning, 457. Luis Castillo, 455. Kyle Gibson, 442. Kohei Arihara, 441. Max Freed, 433, Zach Wheeler, 429. Those are your worst seven. Uh, at the, at, in terms of the best in the first inning, who, are the, who have been the best lights-out pitchers first innings thus far this year? Trevor Bauer, 129, on base allowed. Garrett Cole, 188. Uh, Eric Fetty, 194. One of these things is not like the other. Adam Wainwright, 200. Frankie Montas at 212. Anything surprising on either end? Yeah, Eric Fetty being uh, <laughs> that is surprising. He, you know, his he he must pitch good in the first inning and then just tank it because his his uh, expected ERA is five point oh seven. So that that one is super super surprising, Gil. Yeah, we'll see. Clayton Kershaw has always has always perennially been a, the best in the first innings, but always interesting. Those you won't find anywhere else. Something that uh, we keep track of over here on the numbers game. All right, real quick. Then we got a couple minutes. What have you made plays on today, sir? We don't have every line out, but we have most. Okay, I'm going to start playing against Matt Harvey. Uh, I just, I, my model has it at minus 149. That's what it is, and, and I, I don't care. I'm still going to play against Matt Harvey. He's, he's at 10th percentile in that three-metric chart. Uh, and then Patino's been pretty good, and he's, he's open, and they're going to give him three innings. Uh, but I just, I mean, this is just a bet against Matt Harvey. Uh, if, you look, if you look at his game log, Gil, in his percentile with a three metrics chart, swinging strike rate, hard hit per nine, and expected walk percentage. He's fifth percentile, one start, next start, 45th percentile, next start, nine percentile, next start, 36th percentile, next start, 47th percentile, next start, sixth percentile, next start, 34th percentile, next start, 39th percentile. So he's got all those starts, none of them have been above average. So I think it's pretty much guaranteed we're gonna get a, a below average start from Harvey, I'm going to go with the uh, I'm going to go with the Rays here. You know, I'm actually going to play this on the run line. I'm so wow. I, I and I and I normally don't do this. I've been experimenting with run lines a little bit more, but it's minus one and a half plus one hundred. Uh, I'm I'm pretty convinced that uh, that the Rays can get to uh, to Matt Harvey. Today. All right, Rays on the run line. Patino, the opener for the Rays, and again on the uh, run line, you might even be able to find better on the run line. We got plus one hundred five up there. All right, pick number two. Um, you know, we talked about these twins. I'm going to go with the twins. Pineda is a guy that in, I've gone with, you know, over the years, and he's a frustrating guy. He can strike out a lot, and he's got pretty good control, but then he'll throw a meatball right down the plate. But if you look at this twins team, I mean, at some point, it's going to have to, they're going to have to start playing some, some good baseball. You know, there's seven games, uh, 
7.4 games expected wins uh, greater than their actual wins. And if you look at the two pitchers, I don't think there's really that much between Lynn and Pineda. I've got Pineda on the three metric chart with, with his uh, the average of his medians at 0.67 percentile. I've got Lynn at 0.59 percentile. So a little bit better there for Pineda. And if you look at the expected ERA, Lance Lynn 3.76, a little bit below average, and uh, Michael Pineda 4.1, a little okay. bit above average. And so I'm going to go with the Twins there, Gil. All right, Tampa Bay, Patino against Baltimore, and Minnesota Pineda against the White Sox and Lance Lynn. Thanks, Mark, just like old times. Appreciate it, man. Gil, this is awesome. Coming back, Drew Dinsick, NBA, and some NFL conspiracy theories, or something he's got going. It's next, the Numbers Game and Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back to A Numbers Game with Gil Alexander. If you missed any part of our show or anything on the VEASAN schedule today, don't forget to check out our free sports betting podcast. Catch replays of all our shows, including Follow the Money and Numbers Game, My Guys in the Desert, and Lombardi Line with VEASAN Best Bets. Download the Beating the Book podcast with myself, Gil Alexander, or Market Insights with Josh Applebaum. Plus, we've got Hardwood Handicappers with JVT, Long Shots with Brady and Wes, Gone Racing, and the Ron Flatter Racing Pod. They're all free and available now at VEASAN.com slash podcast podcast or wherever you get your podcast we get tweets at beating the book always appreciate the feedback good bad funny i love funny funny's big owen owen two four uh one zero two four two five another big day in tennis after a winter this morning thanks man the best appreciate it tennis uh everybody tweeting about the tennis picks yesterday i really appreciate everybody uh for that jimmy heron gill i was on a conference call and missed tennis picks can you tweet them to me okay coach brian so who caught those tennis plays he's got a meme with somebody writing frantically and uh there's more here uh so these were from yesterday again three and one uh including the big plus 249 dog on christina buxa and then today just let's throw them up one more time real quick and jason will have these in the newsletter uh these were all given out at the beginning of the show rinder knetch has started it's going very well for him so far. First set, he's up a break. We'll see how that turns out at plus 102. Um, so, again, those are the plays. Johnny Podoroska, Gato Montacone as a big dog, and Rinderknech. Uh, Johnny and, Mont- and Gato Montacone as big dogs in that one. And we have a parlay like at the bottom. Let's bring him in from the uh, Deep Dive podcast. Whale underscore Capper is where you can find him on Twitter. But uh, NBC Sports Edge's Bet the Edge is where he has another big-time podcast these days and a show. Now, I think it's on YouTube also. My God, it's taking over. It's Drew Dinsick, everybody. How you doing, Drew? Oh, Gil, it's going great this morning. And, and, you know, I love that you started off this segment with a little tennis talk. And, you know, your girl, Iga Shviantek, maybe maybe the second hottest form in tennis heading into the French Open after none other than yourself. The winners are just flying uh, as we head into the most important major of the year, in my opinion, the French Open, uh, you know, capping off this uh, this beautiful um, red clay swing in the, you know, across some of the most beautiful European cities. Uh, uh, great time of year to be a tennis backer and uh, love that you're heading into Roland Garros on a heater. Drew, I'm going to miss clay season this year so much. When we go to grass, I'm going to be like, wait, how do I quantify this? They've barely played on them. I mean, it's already the shortest yeah. uh, surface season of the year. But uh, yeah, it's, abbre- it's abbreviated this year, too. Yes, it is. And the data is sparse. But uh, as far as clay is concerned, did you see that match from Sviatek? Again, I, I don't want to be president of, of her international fan club every day here. but Incredible. that She beat Carolina Pliskova, who, by the way, for those who don't know, 
won the Italian Open a couple years ago. She's a she's great on clay. She beat her in 45 minutes. She gave up four points in the first set, 13 total in the match, bageled her. And yeah. it was just you watching it, you're like, oh my God. Like she's even like she's even better than she was, kind of thing. Now, can she put it together at Roland Garros? I'm betting so. Uh, I have a five to one. I have about three or four different plus four fifties and one four to one. You can't find those anymore. They're they're no. gone. No, I, and I don't know that we'll ever see those kind of numbers again for her at the French Open. She's obviously the class of the women's tournament on clay. Um, her yeah, her level against Pliskova in that Rome final was the most impressive tennis I've seen from any player uh, so far in this calendar year. And her run at Roland Garros last year was the most spectacular run in a major, on any major, yes. for any woman. Yes. Going back to, like, Steffi Groff in the 80s at Roland Garros. Yeah. Like, you know, that, that, that kind of thing isn't fluky. Uh, and, you know, the fact that she, you know, is coming into this as the defending champion and yet is playing with poise and composure and, oh, by the way, happens to be stacked up against the field that is a who's who of out-of-form players. Uh, is, you know, it's like the perfect storm. And uh, I mean, for the first time in as many years as I've been handicapping tennis, the men's French Open has more drama and more intrigue and more interest that amazing? than the women's. That amazing? <laughs> the women's is like, ah, this is a two-horse race. They're probably going to be in the finals if they're on opposite sides of the draw. You know, I'll, I'll catch up in two weeks with what's going on on the women's side. The men's side, though, uh, you know, you have, you know, you, I think you have a... Um, and of, uh, the most vulnerable Nadal we've seen going back to 2016. Uh, and then, uh, you know, beyond Nadal, you have just a, a, a nice up-and-coming class of challengers, some of whom don't know any better, some of whom don't know that they're supposed to lose in straights to Nadal. That's on right. Chatrier. Uh, you know, so it's, it's going to be a really fun uh, French Open on the men's side for the first time in forever. Dude, what a run I'm on. By the way, Iga, Iga has won me more money than any team or any human being ever, and that includes money that I wasn't paid. <laughs> like, even that would even catapult it even more. So did you bet anything yet for Roland Garros? Any bets in pocket for you? Yeah, I have Barty, and I have some Iga. My Iga ticket is not close to the number you got, but uh, I think those are your semifinalists on the women's side. On the men's side, I need to see the draw before I get involved. I don't have, I don't have anything staked right now, um, but... You know, they tend to give Nadal, who is, you know, obviously a, a crowd favorite, uh, you know, the the deserved, uh, you know, the deserved 11, 12 time champion there. Um, they give him a favorable draw usually. If he's in the same quarter as, say, Federer, uh, and then in the same half as Medvedev, uh, then he's going to be tough to beat just because his path is going to be so much softer than some of the other guys. But, um, you know, it could go the other way. If he's on the same half as Djokovic in the same quarter as someone like Sissipas, then, uh, you know, he's absolutely vulnerable. And that, that current price for Nadal is, is off market. You know, it should be something more like plus 150, plus 200 if, he's, if he gets a bad draw. But, uh, my, you know, gut, gut says that they do him a solid and, uh, and give him a, uh, a favorable path, but we'll see. Uh, we'll see yeah. how that goes. Isn't that funny? How that happens? Less than two weeks away at Roland Garros. Uh, the only two, the only bets I've made on the fr on the men's side, I do have a Nadal play because I'm not crazy uh, at minus one twenty five. But I also have Berrettini and Rude. Berrettini as high as one hundred twenty to one. Rude as high as ninety to one. So I just played the number because I thought those numbers were ridiculous. We have so much to get to, me and you, Drew, so I want to sneak in. We only have 60 seconds here before the break. Let's sneak in one of the two NFL award bets you've made. Defensive player of the year, is that what you made? 
Uh, yeah, the Defensive Player of the Year awards finally popped. I had been sitting on my hands waiting and waiting and waiting for those numbers. And uh, I was hopeful to get like a 3-1, 4-1 on Miles Garrett, and they opened it at 7-1. So I'm all, all, all in, uh, firing away, Miles Garrett, Defensive Player of the Year. Uh, this is one that I think there are about 10 different angles that all make sense. Number one, the defense overall for the Browns, huge step forward this year in terms of personnel. Number two, they have a more robust defensive line, so there's less likelihood that he gets two hats on him on every snap. Number three, the coverage is going to be a lot better, so his chances for coverage sacks goes up probably exponentially relative to last year. Uh, and uh, you know, through all this, the Browns' realistic candidates to get the one or two seed, uh, you know, in consideration to be one of the better defenses in the NFL. You mix all that together with a uh, you know guy who is clearly a top three defensive player skill wise in the NFL, and I think that's a, a perfect storm for an absolute slam dunk on defensive player of the year. Wow, seven to one on Miles Garrett. Not not available everywhere, but where you can find it. Uh, Let's see if you can get a number like that on Miles Garrett. We'll come back. Uh, Drew has a coach of the year bet in pocket. He also has some NFL hot takes, which even I have no idea what's about to happen with that. And we'll get his NBA thoughts, play in fever, and maybe some uh, some bets on the series that have already been determined. More with Drew next on a numbers game at Visa, the sports betting network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah I, yeah because you gotta think Love he's it. gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's gonna guard. He's gonna exactly. guard. Like you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's gonna guard. And then on I'm top of that, like that, see that, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to point game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? 
I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because they didn't need it? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to A Numbers Game with Gil Alexander. Join the sports betting excitement with BetMGM, and you can win $100 for a $1 wager on the Wizards or Celtics tonight. Play in favor, and if either team hits a three, you win. Just one three. That's all it takes. Just use bonus code VSIN100 and get in the ring with the king of sportsbooks so that you can turn game time into showtime. Simply download the app or go to BetMGM.com for more details and use promo code VSIN100. New customer offer paid in free bets. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Colorado, Indiana, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Nevada, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia only excludes Michigan disassociated persons. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, Nevada, and Virginia. one 800 270 07117 for confidential help in Michigan, 1 800 Gambler in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia, 1 800 Bets Off in Iowa, in Tennessee, call or text the red line at 800 889 9789. In Indiana, call 1 800 9 with it. Promotional offer not available in Nevada. Skill Alexander, Drew Dinsick from NBC Sports uh, Edge podcast. Um, the name of the podcast, once again, is Bet the Edge. And uh, of course, he still does the Deep Dive podcast with his buddy Andy Molitor as well. He does not. Uh, he did not get too big for his britches with Andy. That's correct, right, Drew? <laughs> of course. <laughs> we had your buddy Andy, uh, Andy, Gam- the digital gambler, on yesterday. Oh, nice! Oh, it was a great episode. Um, yeah, no. They, Bet the edge is fun because we try to compress a day's worth of action into a tiny package because we know how busy people are. Um, deep dive is fun because we get to stretch our legs a little bit, do a long form podcast interview, really kind of talk about process, and that's uh, that's what always interests me the most, to be honest. You know who's who's your biggest fan for NBC Sports Edge? Jason Kahn, producer number seven. Your biggest <laughs> fan. Loves We've been it. on an absolute heater lately. Yesterday we had Eddie Olchek on, and we were talking oh, nice. Bruins, Bruins uh, Capitals, and he was he was like, "Oh, love this over. Uh, this game could go to overtime." And I'm like, "Perfect, three three into overtime, Bruins pull it out." And then sure enough, that ends up being the final. I know that's somewhat lucky given considering I watched that whole game and saw how it played out. Um, but uh, we've we've been on a, a nice little tear lately. It's been nice. Fun. And digital gambler Andy McNeil hit both of his picks yesterday as well: Bruins yep. and Canes. Uh, back to the NFL. we got to pack it all in here, Drew. Coach of the year. What I love about this market is it's a nice proxy for other bets. Witness last year, you and I were simpatico on this, where we were like, okay, if you're going to bet the Dolphins, bet Brian Flores at 25-1. to Because if they win that division, let's say you want to bet the AFC East, might as well just take Flores at 25-1. to You might be able to say the same about Flores again this year. You might be able to say this about a lot of these guys. Who'd you end up with? Yeah, there's an easy, easy, easy pick here. I don't even think this is an argument. There is one number on this board that is insane, and it is Art Smith twenty-five to one. Uh, the first of all, you got to think about the 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 um, the imbalance between conferences, right? The AFC, we know who's good. We know who's going to be in the playoff mix. The likelihood that there's a true surprise that somebody leaps up out of nowhere and claims one of the top spots and gets some of the glory, gets some of the award voting, I think is low in the AFC. So you can scratch. Uh, about half of the 16 of the coaches right off the bat, in my opinion. There will be someone in the NFC, though, who does come up and surprise. 
you know, really it's Tampa Bay and a bunch of kind of everyone rel- reasonably equal strength across sort of the middle class of the NFC. Uh, and then among those teams, a team like Atlanta, who has a soft schedule, who has, uh, you know, an offensive coach coming in, turning around what was a completely broken dirt cutter system into what worked so, so, so well for Tennessee rehab, rehabilitating Ryan Tannehill's career. Uh, you know, the likelihood that this system with these skill position players and a former MVP and Matt Ryan can surprise teams can win some games can beat the likes of the saints and the Panthers twice a year can challenge the bucks. Uh, you know, they get to pick on the NFC East. They get to pick on, uh, you know, some softer divisions than the likes of the NFC West has to do the likes of the NFC North has to do. So, uh, the likelihood that the, um, that the Falcons surprise people and get 10, 11 wins, I think is high. Uh, and they don't even have to win the NFC South and beat the bucks to, for him to get this award. They really just need that five seed and a wild card to do it. And you look at a number like they're expected to win seven, eight games. And, uh, you know, the, that their Delta, you know, their ceiling is the, you know, one of the highest across sort of the teams that aren't expected to do much. You pair that with him being a rookie head coach and, you know, and the 25 to one price. And this is just an absolute, no doubt, no, no brainer. And you're among those who have the over on their season win total as well. Yes. Yeah. But here, so, so, so real me this, why bet the Falcons to win the NFC or the, or the Super Bowl? Right. You know, like that's a, now that is a long shot. Like yeah. not only are they going to have to surprise you with regular season, but then they're going to have to follow it up and probably win out on the road in the playoffs. That 100%. is a tough ask. Hundred That's a tough ask, but 25 to one is about the same price. And you're getting that for coach of the year. And that just means they just have to do something unexpectedly positive. Drew, I just appreciate and, it. When you start a sentence <laughs> with riddle me this, I'm in. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, there's a huge disconnect between these these prices and and how you realize that those winnings, right? Um, so yeah, I mean, you know, you can get you can go. Let's lock up money for nine ten months on a win total. We know it's a advantage play. It you know it probably should be nine. It's seven seven and a half. Uh, yeah, that's fine if you want to do that. But twenty five to one, you know, and attacking some of these bigger prices in the awards market, I think, is a much more fun way to play preseason NFL. Uh, and uh, Art Smith, Coach of the Year, is the one that really just completely jumps off the page at me at twenty five to one. I think it is a hundred percent right. It needs to be driven home more every year. Coach of the Year, a spectacular proxy for other bets. Uh, that you would otherwise make, and it makes so much more sense to bet it this way for all the reasons Drew just stated. You said you had a, a couple NFL hot takes. What are what are those? What what's on your mind? Oh well, the schedule was wild. Uh... Yeah, there there was a lot has been said already. I know it's been about a week since they released this, uh, and there were some pretty crazy, kind of small wrinkles. A um, couple I want to bring up the. Um, uh, I've been going back and forth in my head, whether the Browns or the Ravens are the team that I really want to stake my claim on starting preseason in the AFC North, uh, super, super close between those two teams. Both had tremendously solid off seasons. Both are poised in my opinion to challenge the chiefs. Um, but I couldn't really decide one way or the other who was, you know, likely to, to get that, that one seed or the, the home playoff games out of those two, because only one's going to be able to play at home in the playoffs. And then the schedule makers gave the Ravens a scheduled loss against the Browns. I don't know if you saw this, but the Browns and the Ra- Browns play the Ravens twice in a row. But guess what? In between, they get the bye, and the Ravens have to play the Steelers. It's unbelievable. And if yeah. you know anything about Ravens and Steelers games, those are physical games. 
those are extremely, extremely tough games. Even if the Steelers are three and 12 at that point or whatever the record would be, um, that's going to be a tough game for them. And meanwhile, the Browns get to play them on the front end of the Steelers game and on the back end with an extra rest, an extra week of prep in between. So if the Browns can win the first of those two <laughs> games, which is a 50, 50 proposition, yeah. the likelihood that they then can win the second game, considering all of the advantages they're at home. They have 14 days to prepare, and the Ravens are coming in off of a physical contest. I mean, this is that—that's your division right there. I thought uh, I had know. seen every schedule quirk, but you're right. I had not noticed that. Browns it's cr- it's at crazy. Steelers it's at crazy. Browns for the Ravens, but the but the Browns get Ravens by Ravens. Wow. Yeah, when I when I tweaked, I, I I put a little bit of kind of built-in uh, rest advantage into my uh, into my my. Um, uh, simulation to come up with uh, fair prices and uh i was 50 50 on ravens browns to win the uh the afc north pre-schedule and like almost 60 40 after um and it's all that one 12 week 12 week 13 week 14 wrinkle and i know that you look at the ravens schedule and it looks backloaded and it's i don't i try not to get too um you know, too worked up about that sort of stuff because come November, December, do we really even know who the good teams are right, right now? Yeah. Probably not. You know, I think I think it's a team like the Chiefs got much more of a challenge than a team like the Ravens did because the Chiefs have to, um, they have to play all their hard teams early. Uh, and we know that, the, that at, at full strength, the Browns, the Ravens, the Bills, you know, at full strength, those teams are going to be very, very tough competition. Uh, and I look at the Chiefs' schedule. They say, similarly they have the Chargers early too. I mean, th- this is a the first five right there for the Chiefs is extremely tough. Um, and we know that those teams are going to be relatively healthy because it'll be early in the season. Uh, and I would say that the likelihood that they're even, you know, that they're su- a surprising two and three or a surprising one and four, I think you have to kind of be prepared for that possibility. And at that point, you know, after that week five game versus the bills, if they somehow slip up and lose there, then you're going to get a much, much, much better price on the chiefs to win the AFC West, yeah. to win the AFC, to win the super bowl. And so I had kind of been trying, waiting to figure out like, when is the right time to get chiefs futures action down? And I would say almost certainly it is not now. <laughs> I think you have to absolutely wait through those first five games. And now, even if they do do well and win those games uh, and are five and zero, oh, then it's still, that's the right time to fire away because beyond week five, there really are not a lot of contests on that schedule that I think uh, are, are likely to uh, shift their, their future odds much. It's interesting with the chiefs because five out of their first seven games against playoff teams from last year, but then they're the only team uh, this year to receive five games where they'll have more rest than their opponent. So that kind of plays into exactly what you're talking about, too. Timing yeah. a Chiefs future. Uh, we only have a minute left. Do you have any play-in pick or any of the determined series? Did you play a series price on any of the four, five, three, sixes? Only series so far that I really have any interest in is the uh, Portland Trailblazers to defeat the Denver Nuggets. Me too. I think that one, I think they're, I, I, I've played them to win the series. I played them minus one and a half games in the series, minus two and a half games in the series. Uh, I think this is a disastrous match for the Nuggets. Disastrous. And of all of the teams that won, given their seeding so far, Portland by far and away is at the top of that list. This was, you know, the the Portland Trailblazers were an afterthought if they got matched up against the, uh, you know, the Jazz or the Lakers or the Clippers. uh, They are... Uh, absolutely live uh, in this series to beat the Nuggets. Um, and what, 
What'd you get yeah, at minus yeah. two and a half, Drew? What did you get on that? Uh, plus 590. Wow. <laughs> wow. So, so they got to win four to one or, or sweep them. Or sweep them. Yeah. Which, okay. hey, they did it to Oklahoma City Thunder just, what, three seasons ago? Anything playing today or playing tomorrow, east or west? Today and tomorrow? I played the Hornets on the money line. I played the under in the Celtics. And I played the under in the Lakers. Hornets money line, under Celtics Wizards tonight, and then tomorrow, under Lakers Warriors. All right, we'll do a whole bunch of basketball coming up next with Preston Johnson. But, Drew, thank you. We fit in a lot there. Uh, congratulations on the YouTube channel as well for uh, Bet the Edge. Drew Dinsick at whale underscore capper. Can't wait for the French. Thank you, Drew. Always appreciate that you appreciate tennis, too. Absolutely. Best luck, guys. My man. Coming back, Preston Johnson from Yahoo Sportsbook. Sports Cheetah. We'll talk, we'll talk a lot of NBA with him. Play-ins and a series that have already been determined. It's a numbers game at Vston, the Sports Betting Network. Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.